But anyway, so yeah, like I take I take some pictures of him and I send them to him. And he only posted a couple, which is cool. Like he posted the ones that he likes, which yeah. is what anybody would do. Um Which is what you want. Right. Take what you like, post them. And he saw yeah, I don't know if he started following me, but because he's tagged in the story of him walking over and talking to the ref, he saw that and he DM'd me this 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 guy that yeah. played in the NBA. Kinda now that we're recording, I kinda don't want to say his name. And he I sent him the video. For, well, number one, he didn't like do it very politely. Like, hey bro, do you mind sending me this? He just in the DM, send me this. <laughs> but I'm thinking, like, he's somebody at the Drew League. Yeah. I he might repost it with my name in it. I might get some followers off that. So I sent it to him, even though I didn't really want to, just based on the way he asked. Yeah. Not even asked, just said. Yeah, so I sent it to him. Um, and then I see I'm looking at some big three stuff, and I see his name. Like I said, I literally just found out who this guy is like a few yeah. weeks ago. Um, I see his name on one of the one of the uh, big three rosters. Mom? And so I DM him. I'm like, Hey, bro, you playing in the big three? He's like, Yeah. Mad exclamation mark. I'm like, you need a personal photographer? He replied back, LOL, with the crying emoji. You don't even know who I am. And I'm thinking, so. Do I have to know exactly who you are? I know you're a high enough profile basketball player that you're playing in a big three and in a droop, nigga. <laughs> so I replied to him, well, I do know of you, but you're right, bro. I don't know you. And just left it right there, right? And just, yeah. just left it at that. So hopefully he can see, like, oh, but this nigga, yeah, I'm acting Hollywood, and this nigga really don't know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I never said nothing about that. Like, I've, I've met a few guys, like, high-profile guys at the yeah. Drew League that, like, couldn't be like, why is this nigga acting funny? But, like, even to EA, who knows everybody at the Drew League, I never yeah. mentioned it, right? And then, but then me and EA was talking, and he mentioned something funny style about dude. I was like, it's funny that you mentioned that. And I tell him the whole story. He was like, "Yeah, bro, I've spoken to a few, and he he be acting real like yeah. he be acting a little weird." But then, in it, anyway, I'm bringing all that up to say like EA, uh, he had a dude had a game in the Big Three today, and he got shook, <laughs> hella bad, by uh, oh, by what Will, was that dude by Will Bynum got shook by Will Bynum. I saw that, and EA, EA just sent me the video and was like, "Maybe this will humble him a little bit." Oh my gosh. And so I'm bringing all that up to say... He's going over here rushing to check it. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm bringing all that up to say... Did he get, did he get his... Oh, they didn't even show if he got his bucket back. Oh, they should have showed we'll if... Bind him. We'll bind him. Five, eight. They should have showed if he got his bucket back, though. But I'm, I'm telling that story to pretty much ask you, should I repost this video and be like, look at dude getting dog, look at dude getting shook, look at dude getting Where? worked? Oh. On any of my pages... Mainly my <laughs> photography page, because that's where I know he'll see it. Is that being too... You know I'm, not, I'm one of the petty yeah, kings. Yeah, I wouldn't, do, Is that I wouldn't too petty? do that with your professional page. I wouldn't okay. do that. Okay. I'm that's, like, that's burning a bridge you never know, you know, type of stuff. And, that, and, I mean? and that's what I was thinking. Other people see that, they're going to be like, oh, fam, going to put me out there. If You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, right. I, I'd stall. I'd stall. But I'm shit. Like, he in the Instagram post that everybody going to see. I said his name right now, though. <laughs> Bruh. I feel you. I feel you. And I just, yeah. And I just, I want so badly to to do something petty and yeah. to show him, like, because, bro, not like nothing that's like, I'm not, not anything that I'm going to get paid for, but I got like some 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 content ideas in the work coming out of the Drew League, bro. Yeah. One of them I'm doing next weekend and it's going to be fire. Yeah. 
And it's from a high-profile dude after Drew. I'm trying, you know what I mean? I be trying not to say stuff yeah. until it's like either shot or already, like you know what I mean. Yeah. But I wanna, I wanna be like it. It's it's taking everything in me for me to not him and be like, bro, do you not know like who I've been networking and talking to at the Drew? Like I don't need to to record you, bro. I thought you might want some personal pictures and video. I thought it'd be a dope promo out of it. Yeah, it'd be yeah. a dope opportunity for me to be in the arena during the big three. Like, bro, like not no big three moves, but I'm making moves out here, bro. Yeah, like yeah. I don't need. Nobody. I'm gonna create and find these opportunities. I just yeah. it it it. I let it go like the day it happened. Yeah. But then just like everyone, when, when I see him and then, and then like I said, EA brought it brought him up and it made me think about it. I'm like, this nigga, bro. Shout out to EA, man. Tell, next time you see him, tell him I said what's up, man. Shout out to EA. I be hitting him up every now and then on Instagram. Uh, I need a link with that dude, man. Yeah, shout out to him for sure. That's my boy. I love EA. That's my bro. Family Room Podcast Episode 18. 18. We back up in this thing. I'm Mike Rohn. Stefan Rohn. Back for another conversation, as we always say, another sit down. Same family, different room. Potter's Pod. Potter's Pod. We're going to keep that going. Through the difficulties. Potter's Pod. Man, man, <laughs> man. If y'all don't know how frustrated I was for a good 30, maybe even 45 minutes trying to figure yeah. out some. I thought I thought you was going to throw something to hit something. Behind the scenes stuff, trying <laughs> to get this recording situation right. Okay, so I'm going to just go ahead and tell y'all. So for everybody that listened last week, there was a little bit of a, like a playback, a little bit of an echo on our voices. And that's because I've been trying to like play with the software and with the with the mics and figure out a way to we can like add a soundboard and add like music and sound effects and stuff. And I thought I had it figured out. Obviously I didn't. So there was like there was an echo, there was playback on our voices voices, and I was trying to eliminate that and take that away. And I couldn't figure out how I even accidentally did it in the first place. So I was over here trying to figure out how to you know, like I said, how to take that away, and I was getting mad frustrated. And with stuff like that, to where like it's like a small problem and it's a simple fix, and I just can't find it. It frustrates me to no end. It's not like, it's not like, like in sports, like and when I was like learning to shoot a jump shot, when I was developing a jump shot in yeah. basketball, it wasn't a frustrating thing because it was like, bro, this is something that like I've never been good at. I'm going to have to keep practicing. The muscle memory's got to get there. I got to take my thumb off my left hand. It was certain things that went into it where I was like, I know once I fix these things, I'll be able to shoot. Yeah. But with stuff like this, where it's a simple fix and all I got to do is click something or click another thing and I can't, can't find out fi- where find the hell out it out is. Click. Yeah, oh I mean. my gosh, it bothers me, bro. <laughs> and I, like I told you, I was sitting here telling you, it, I, it takes everything in me to keep from getting so worked up, to keep from throwing something, to keep from smashing this, this whole laptop on the floor. But bro... Anyway, I'm, gl- I'm glad we got it figured out. I'm glad we got it figured out and we get but to But look at God. But look at God. <laughs> Won't he do it for you? We back here, like he said, through the difficulties. We might even name this podcast Through the Difficulties. I've been trying to stay consistent with naming the pods. I've been trying to do that. But anyway, even, if we, even if we can't come up with a name, you know, either way, we, we're just going to keep a number. But this one is going to be called <laughs> Through the Difficulties. Thanks for the name. Uh, how was your weekend, bro? Uh, my weekend has been lovely, man. I haven't done too much. I didn't. I wasn't feeling too good. Um, Saturday, I had to cancel some uh, money opportunities because I wasn't feeling good. I had a couple training sessions, but um, had a little luau too. I was mad. I had to cancel on him, but uh, I was good, man. I've been good. Uh, Saturday after evening, I'll say I started feeling better. Um. Chill with wifey. Darius was out of town. He went to the bay to go visit his uh, great grandmother. Um, so me and wifey was just at the house. We chilled, got some food, um, watched some Netflix, chilled. Went over uh, Saturday night. 
went over to uh, my in-laws. My uh, my in-laws had some, took some beer over there. They was barbecuing, sipped some brew, chill with them. That was real fun. And the kids are of age where I could deal with them now because, you know, I don't do young disobedient children. You said you sipped some brew? I had some brew. I bought some brew. What kind of brew was I bought, it? I had, I had... Eight oh, I had an eight oh five. Their lager. Uh huh. Um, I had one of those, and I had two blue moons. Hmm. Just regular old blue moons. Check you out, growing up. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm trying. I had a brew today over when I was helping. Oh, and then today, I woke up early this morning and was helping uh Kevin and Isaac move their stuff around in the apartment. Um, I had a brew while I was over there. I had another uh blue moon. Had the honey wheat joint. No, the mango wheat joint. That was that was cool. I'm trying with the beer, man. I'm trying with the beer. I see you, man. Like you know me, I like the beer. I mess with it. I mean, I mean, not an alcoholic over here, but I don't mind the beer at all. <laughs> I don't mind the beer at all. You always got to make sure if you're drinking beer, you have like alcohol first before you had a beer. But I mess yeah. with the beer. Yeah. I I mean, I still prefer I still prefer my whiskey. Um, but the beer ain't bad to go sit up and chill. It was a nice summer night yesterday. Um, nice summer evening. Little sunset was amazing. The the fan went over there and took pictures. I I was chilling with uh with my with my guy Uncle Andy. We was chilling, sipping brew. Me, him, and Justin. Well, all of us was really chilling. But the uh, bird and bird and her aunt took the kids out to go see the rainbow because the rainbow came out. The sunset was beautiful. They went to go get a better view, take pictures. But it was it was nice, man. My weekend's been cool. Yo, the sunset was crazy in Esco yesterday. I was mad yeah. I wasn't there. All over Dago, yeah. really, but especially in yeah. Esco. It was super It was dope. crazy. It was, like, we was, I was looking on my timeline. It was like, everybody was posting it. And it was, like, it was crazy. Like, I seen pictures from L.A. The sunset, it was popping. But it wasn't nothing how it was in North County, San Diego yesterday. Yo, the whole sky was orange. And see, I'm the type, whenever I see that, I want to go outside and check it out. But I think I was working yesterday during that time. And then I came home and... Came right to editing, so I didn't even get to see it. I, I, I didn't know nothing about it, honestly. Yeah. I woke up to, to seeing the pictures and stuff, and I was like, oh, I wish yeah. I would have caught that. I need to be more about it on my picture shit. I don't be, I be thinking after the fact. <laughs> I be like, damn, I should have got a picture. I, I don't be thinking during. Like, if I'm dressed up or something, I be like, okay, I might want a picture. But something like that, I don't think about it. I be like, somebody gonna take a picture of it I could steal and put on my Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna screenshot somebody's shit. <laughs> And I don't know, I was about to say maybe it's because I'm a photographer, but even before that, I used to, I don't know, it, it was a little a little puff to my ego when I saw somebody like grab one of my pictures and reshared it. Yeah. Like even just a couple weekends ago, I just like a screenshot of just some stock, some stock photo of like the Oceanside Beach yeah. over the weekend because I, I was thinking about going to the beach. And I just put like a little cursive writing for Instagram and was like, I think about going to the, to the beach this weekend, who want to go? And I seen a few, a few people was like, bro, I was thinking about going to the beach, I'm stealing this for sure. And like I said, it wasn't my picture, but the fact that like I grabbed that picture, put the little cursor with it, and it looked pretty dope, and a few yeah. people shared it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'll be liking stuff like that. Yeah. Um, how's your how's your weekend? All in all. Uh my weekend was good, man. My weekend was good. Uh Friday night. What did I do Friday night? Did I work Friday night? I don't even remember what I did Friday night. Saturday night. Dang. Yeah, Friday night. I don't remember what I did Friday night. Saturday though. I got up early and went to the uh, the Switch Pro Am. So San Diego's man, got to, a. I wanted to go to that. It's it's really I'd good, have, man. I have a way there. They did a good job with you know the the first year and the first few weeks and all of that. But yeah, Saturday morning I went to the uh, the Switch Pro Am. Um. Oh, before I get to that, I got to talk about what I did Thursday night. So Thursday night, 
I um that was actually my first night at the Swish Pro Am. So Thursday night, went to the Swish Pro Am, took pictures. They run Thursday through the weekend? No, well, yeah, well, the, the days are Thursday and Saturday. The, oh, their okay. opening day was a Sunday, but their, their normal days are Thursday and Saturday. So, yeah, I went to the Swish Pro-Am on, on Thursday. Now, the Swish Pro-Am is a, is a, is a basketball uh, Pro-Am. Um, and for whatever reason, I didn't know there that Pro-Am meant professional amateur. I, for whatever mm. reason, I've been saying Pro-Am for the longest time. I didn't know what that meant. But San Diego officially has a Pro-Am now. Um, got pro guys playing in it, top-level D1s, high-level D2s. Uh, guys that just came out of JUCO that's gonna go to college that are top level and a couple top level high school players. They got some the Swiss, the San Diego Switch Pro Am. I wish the video was going so I could like send this video to the to the director so he could post it. But uh, the Switch Pro Am, they they doing their thing with this first year, bro. They got yeah. legit coaches, legit players. Um, the only thing is, I think next year they need to do it in a different gym. They're doing it at Miramar College where like the stands is so far off from you can't get the, the court. Reaction. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a little weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Thursday night I went and did that, and then I went to uh, Vibes. It's like a lounge and restaurant downtown. Mm-hmm. It's where uh, the pop where they do the pop up shop where where okay. Abe be bringing the Kings merch out. It's it's uh, I was entrepreneur night, so it's like everybody up there that had like a clothing line, any service that you wanted to promote, they did that. Um, so I went and did that, and I'm I'm bringing that up to say. I got a really, I got two really nice compliments. Well, I got a few nice compliments all weekend, which I'm gonna speak about. But I got two really nice compliments that really meant a lot to me um, on Thursday night. So Thursday night when I get there, I forget his, I forget his name. Um, please forgive me, bro. But I'm gonna shout your clothing line out. Um, he has a clothing line called um, First Love Yourself. It's called Fly Clothing. First Love Yourself. Mm-hmm. It's got some dope stuff. Um, but I met him out at the pop up shop. Um, and he's obviously he seen me with the camera. He asked me if I ever short shot a short film and i hadn't but that was honestly why i got in you know i wrote some short films that's actually actually why i bought a camera because i wanted to shoot my short films and bring them to life and i was telling him that so like we've shot he's like making a documentary about creatives and so we've uh uh interviewed two creatives um so i've been working on that with him but anyway when i got there on thursday night um i put in my backpack down like behind his booth and I see him, I shake his hand. He's like, hey, damn, bro, you be everywhere. You be moving. I was like, got to keep moving, bro. He's like, I see you. He was like, nigga. He's like, you pull up. He's like, I've seen you at like at Temecula, like somebody's performance. I be seeing you at the Drew League. I be seeing you here. You come and help me do my thing. You record your podcast. He was like, I just seen you earlier today. You was at the Switch program. He was like, bro, you don't stop. I was like, can't stop, bro. I was like, I, was like, I got goals to hit, bro. I got I to gotta do it. He was yeah. like, bro, I respect it. But he's like, I can't even lie, bro. There's been a couple times I've been just sitting around, sitting on my phone, scrolling Instagram, and I'll see all the work you're doing, and I'll put my phone down and do some work, bro. Yeah. He's like, yo, shit that's is inspirational, up. bro, like, for that's real. I was like, that's dope, bro. I appreciate that. And, oh, Jesse came out and messed with me at the at the, uh, at the the pop-up shop on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And while we were leaving, I was telling him about that compliment I got. And he pretty much said the same thing. He's like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. He's like, when I, when I get on social media and I see you flooding both your Instagrams and Facebook with all of this content, it make me be like, yeah, bro, I need to I need to get up and, and get active and really get about something. Mm-hmm. He's like, so that felt really good, bro. That felt, I wish I was had the video for that. So that felt really good to hear, man. Like, it meant a lot to me. And then, still talking about my weekend, um, third, a Saturday morning, I was back at the Switch Pro-Am. And a kid that I used to train, uh, Jalen Flanagan, I believe he's at San Francisco State now. I used to train him when he was a uh, yeah. I used to train him when he was a sophomore and junior at El Camino uh, High School out in the Oceanside. And I seen him, I seen his dad rather, at the Switch Pro Am, and 
he's first thing he said, he's like, hey man, you're doing a real good job. And I'm thinking he's talking about like photography and stuff. Yeah. He's like, hey man, you're doing a real good job with your son. And this is a man who has two kids and one a daughter that just graduated college, a son that's earned a a basketball scholarship. And his kids are like good people. They're not yeah. just like one's a model, one's a basketball player, but that's not they're good people. That's not who they are, yeah. Right. Um so he's like, hey man, you're doing a real good job with your son. And he's like so he's like, I like I like seeing a little affirmation you do with him in the mornings, like watching you drop him off at school, like everything, man. Like what you're doing a real good job with your son, man. And like I said, for him to have two like kids that are somewhat successful successful already, and him, he's a successful man. Like he owns his home, if I'm not mistaken, he's a police officer, like do, yeah. doing good for himself. You know what I'm saying? So for him to give me that compliment, it really I don't know, it felt really good. It meant a lot to me. Um but yeah, that's pretty much all I've done on my weekend. Oh, and then today. Um, I slept in this morning, um, and then I went out to uh, my man Abe Mohazy. He has his, uh, I forget what it is. I think it's called just the Kings Men's League or whatever. I forget what, not or whatever. The Kings Men's League, he's running that up at uh, El Cajon Valley High School. I went up and uh, took some flicks from him at that. We, me and him actually uh, set up a deal, so I'm going to be doing that uh, every Sunday, and I'll be at the Switch Pro-Am most Saturdays when I'm not at the Drew. So, uh, yeah, that's been my weekend, man. That was a super, like, extended way to tell my weekend, but I wanted to, you know, shout those people out who gave me the compliments, man, because, I mean, I was never, ever slowing up and never needed, not necessarily needed more motivation, because I'm pretty motivated right now, but hearing those things, it definitely, like, yeah, it helps. you know, gave me a little nos to this to this fast car that was already going. Oh uh, yeah, man, so that's, that's pretty much it for me, man. We might cut some of that out, but let's get to these topics. What you want to talk about first, man? Um, uh, <laughs> yo, let's, so we could get some laughing going on. What's up? You sent the Bow Wow Photoshop and abs, bro? And yeah, then when man. you sent the picture, I know bullshit. I was busted up laughing. I was like, yo, y'all see Bow Wow lately? <laughs> and white people was like, no, why would I care about him? I was like, homeboy photoshopping himself. He was like, why are you photoshopping himself? Why are you just taking pictures? I was like, I guess he is. I guess he's a little bit insecure. <laughs> I don't know. And bro, you know what's funny? Well, first, before I get to that. I've been like I don't want to say the ultimate, but I've always been like a bow wow apologist. I've never been, been an advocate for homie. I've never been shy about the fact that I've been a bow wow fan pretty much since he came out. We yeah. about the same age, so he came out. I think he was like thirteen. I was maybe eleven, yeah, twelve or eleven. And I've always been a fan. Like every, I, I always thought it was weird uh, when we were younger and people would like say like be dissing bow wow and be saying bad stuff about bow. I'm like, how could you? This dude is a famous rapper, got all this money, gets to travel the world. All the girls like him. He always doing something with basketball. Then he started making movies like Like Mike and all this. I'm like, how could you ever hate on that on that dude? Everything he does is cool. Like Snoop is his big homie. JD's his big homie. Like Jay Z, not not reps for him, but Jay Z is like, yeah, yeah. Bow Wow's. You know, how yeah. could you ever hate on him? He's a good dude. But then just as, as he got older, man, with the Bow Wow challenge stuff and all the stuff he kept doing to play himself, <laughs> there's really nothing I could do to defend this dude. And so when I'm scrolling. At this point. So I'm scrolling Instagram. Oh, and before I get to that, I watched the show Growing Up Hip Hop that he's on, that Angela Simmons, yeah. I think, created with uh with Romeo. Angela, bro. Anyway, yeah, you've been you've been you've been like Angela. <laughs> I've been an Angela fan. You've been an Angela fan probably as long as I've been a Bow Wow fan. But wife, wifey don't like her because of how much of a fan I am of hers. <laughs> She's like, Why are you looking at Angela Simmons? I'm like, you know how many people on Instagram? <laughs> like what? You worried that I'm looking at her? <laughs> but yeah, so I watched I watched the show Growing Up Hip Hop that Bow Wow was on, and as I watched the show, I'll I'll be looking at him from time to time, like, hey yo, Bow Wow getting a little chubby. Like, granted, like 
You know, he 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 over thirty, <laughs> and he's all and he's always been a little nigga. So any weight on him is yeah. gonna be nosy. I'm like, yeah, I'm the bow wow looking a little in the face, like yeah. in his. I'm like bow wow looking a little chubby in the face. Well, that's when you sent me the picture. That's immediately when I first looked at because his shirt was open. I didn't even look at his stomach or nothing like that. Yeah. Even though you sent me the Photoshop app, I looked at his face. I was like, oh okay. Fam been enjoying himself. Yeah. <laughs> he been enjoying himself. Back in the day, that was a symbol of status. You right. had money, baby. Right? <laughs> Come skinny niggas out here. So I noticed that he'd been gaining weight, or that he had gained weight. And then literally a week later, I'm scrolling Instagram, and I, I don't know who posted it or where I seen it. I might even been in the, in the Explore page. But I see that this dude was doing some type of performance. He got on his, his Fashion Nova outfit, got his shirt unbuttoned with his chest out. That's that's the swag I, I, I'm trying to be on all summer, even though I, I still got the bird chest. I'm still trying to rock out with my chest out. Uh, but yeah, so he rocking out. Is he cool? Like, whatever. You a little chubby, whatever. You, you a millionaire. Enjoy your money. You Rick Ross had his shirt off out here. And then, but then you see him later on, like when he's like promoting, because, you know, he wanted to Fashion Nova like ambassadors yes. or whatever. Yes. So he's promoting his Fashion Nova outfit. Fam. And he like got this picture of him sitting down with his abs all ripped up, low key, like they used to be. But now he all chubby, so it's like okay, bro. So we and at first I didn't even look his at it face like was different in the picture too. At first I didn't even look at it like he photo. I didn't even read the caption yet. Yeah, I just looked at the picture because I think we've all been there to where you standing up or you lean over and it look a certain way. But then when you sit down and when you flex up, it look a whole different way. Yeah. So that's what I thought it was. And then I read the caption. It's like, no, homie, photoshopped some abs on there, and they say he deleted the original, all the pictures, like the original and the, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, bro. If he deleted some pictures, he does, yeah, he then he absolutely photo. Man, come on, bro. <laughs> no man should be doing that. I don't. Okay, look, look. I, I think it's weird when girls do it, but it's, it's in this in this false sense of what you need to look like that's portrayed out here in the media and all of that. I don't want to get... Look, I'm here for the jokes. That's why I said let's start here. Because I, I have a million jokes I could give Bowell right now. Mm-hmm. But let's get the serious part of it out the way. There is a perception of what you should be looking like out here. And if you don't fit that, that everybody falls into. Especially celebrities. So I understand why you would do that. But come on, nigga. I'd be like... Okay, look. Perfect example. Rick Ross, his weight... And even though he's lost weight... His weight before never stopped him from endorsing anything, having his shirt off, or nothing like that. I'm not saying you got to have Rick Ross's confidence. I'm saying, fam, you've always been Bow Wow the confident nigga, bro. If no other time, you could reinforce that right now by being like, I don't give a fuck what you niggas think. Because you've obviously told us that you don't give a fuck. But since you do in your Photoshop and shit, I'm going to hit Bow Wow. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to DM him. Bro. I'm like, fam, what app did you use? <laughs> like, what's good? Bro, and this is the crazy part. He he edited his face because his face looked trimmer. Mm-hmm. And you could tell you could clearly tell that it was Photoshop, fam. At least in the picture that you put in the in the in the text in the text thread, mm-hmm. you could clearly tell there's something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't look like, oh, them is your abs. Like, <laughs> it looks like you put a shadow on some shit. It looks like it don't even look great. Like you got enough money. You can do whatever editing job you want in the pictures, dog. That could be as good as you want it to be. You don't got to do it that way. If you're going to do something, like mom used to always say, if you go do something wrong, do it right. That's a fact. If you're going to do something wrong, do it right. If you're going to Photoshop, do it well. <laughs> do it well. Don't let us all see what you done Photoshop. Now we got to roast you. Now we got to put the jokes on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I... 
All right, fam. Like, good job. Bro, when he did the whole thing, like the Bow Wow Challenge, and he did his interviews talking about, yeah, I was wild and even players messed up and this that. I'm like, okay. He's acknowledging that he was he was wilding up the spot. He going to stop. Ain't going to be no more Bow Wow Challenge type yeah. stuff. But nah, like I said, I can't defend this dude no more, man. <laughs> he getting all kind of backlash for that. So from one person getting backlash to another person getting backlash. You see the... Uh, you see everything that's going on with Kamala Harris and all of this uh, backlash she's getting from her her T-shirt. No, I did not. I'm a, I'm actually looking it up right now because I didn't see. I meant to look it up before I got here. It's all good. I can fill you in with as much information as I have because you know I, I research, but I don't like go super duper in depth. Um, so she was in a debate with uh, with Joe Biden, and uh, something came up. I mean, y'all can y'all can. A lot of y'all have already seen it, and if you haven't, you can go and check it out for yourself. But in the midst, in the course of their debate, stuff came up about like kids in California, black kids in California, being bused to school, like for like something about segregation or integration or something like that, right? Like I said, I ain't, I ain't done a whole, I ain't done a deep dive on this topic. Um, but she dropped a fire bar because she's from California. She dropped a bar on Biden. She said that little girl was me talking about pe- kids that have been that had got bused to school. She said, that little girl was me. Mm-hmm. And it got, like, this reaction. You could tell, like, people was talking about it on Twitter. Like, like yo, you're behind the bar. Yeah. And then so the next morning, she's got a picture, like, a picture of her elementary school self with the quote on there saying, the little girl was me. And so everybody gave her all kind of like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. And she shouldn't she shouldn't be trying to capitalize on this moment. And he's selling these T-shirts for this, that, and the third. And I'm like, time out, time out, time out. Isn't this what everybody does? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, you don't want her doing what everybody else does. Because she's a politician, she's not supposed to capitalize off of a situation that could be lucrative for her, which is literally what everybody else does. Literally what everybody does. So I don't have a problem with a politician doing it. Y'all do know that politicians need to and want to make money, right? Like, just because they're serving us doesn't mean that they're not supposed to make money or they're not supposed to make as much money as they possibly can. Or I mean, I don't know who's I don't know who's helping fund her campaign or anything like that. That but, money could be going to the but campaign. Th- but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they have to raise money for a campaign. Like everybody don't got billion dollar people behind them. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, go out and win the election, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But I I mean I wanted to talk about the debates, but I wanted to, I wanted to, like, before I started talking about something political, I wanted to have, like, notes and shit on it, so I'll probably talk about that next pop, like, the Democratic uh, um, debates or whatever, but, like, bro, like, who's not pushing merch? Think about it. If you're a part of something, you're pushing some kind of merch, whether it's your message, like, Every year, politicians make shirts, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with their slogan, their, their, uh... Their their party's colors, all of that shit. Like this is normal, regular shit. It just what because she said what because because of the quote I guess that was on the shirt. Yeah, bro. Let's not act like there wasn't a million uh, yes we can shirts when Obama was running. Like let's not let's not act like we didn't see all the Obama '08 bumper stickers yeah. and T-shirts. And let's hats even and talk about and merch and all this clown that's in this White House right now. Come on, man. With the whole MAGA hat shit. Come on, man. Like come on, man. It's um. When when stuff like that happens, especially around politics and stuff like that, you know what side. I mean, to me, 
all of this stuff like going on with the election, all this other stuff, it's so clear to me like where stuff comes from. If it's if it's something scathing like about the opponent or they're trying to attach something to the opponent in a negative light based on something they said, is is definitely their opposition trying to rally their base. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not changing anybody's mind that's for that person when you put when you when you try to condemn a slogan that they were clearly behind. You're just trying to rally your base against it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, just, I think that there's so many changes we got to make to our to our like democratic system, bro. Like, it's a system that was never set up for one. Uh, anybody that's not a white male, let alone women, uh, people of color or anything like that. But it's just a system that was only meant to benefit certain people. Like, just even the stipulations on it to run and do all of that stuff, like. It, it, it's just a fucked up situation. It, it just don't make sense, man. It really, it really just don't. It really just don't make sense. So, so because I don't have none of the details, so people are jumping on her for the quote on the shirt. For that little girl was me. No, I think people are are are, are profiting, profiting yeah, from profiting it. from it. Okay, like everybody. Else. But that's what I'm saying. Like even that's hypocritical. Because don't you and your party have a sign and a slogan that you guys are pushing and that your rallies you're selling shirts for and all of that stuff. Like, come on, bro. Let's be clear. You're doing the same shit. Like, it was just somebody's idea in a think tank to be like, oh, we could get her right now for this. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And by the time by the time the election come around, I think it's going to get wild, bro. Because we haven't even heard from Donald yet. And we know he, he running again. He talking about doing three terms. He's wild, bro. <laughs> like... Yeah, 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 everybody's a like. I, I don't think he gonna win this one. I don't think he gonna win this one. I want to see how my boy Andrew Yang's gonna do, man. That's why I wanna. That's why I wanna do. That's why I wanna get like. I wanna do like notes on the Democratic. Uh, what am I trying to say? The Democratic uh, debates. Yeah. The Democratic debates. I wanna do homework on it because I wanna see how my guy Andrew Yang is doing. I I saw I only saw clips. I didn't watch him in their entirety. Just cause like during the week I was I was running around, but I'm a I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna get my homework done on that. Hey, very important, man. Everybody, especially people of color, you guys need to go out here and vote. We need to make ourselves heard, man. Facts. Um, do your homework. Don't just vote blindly. That is a mistake, especially in this era of fake news and all of this shit. Like, look, Donald Trump's the president, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gotta do our part. <laughs> we gotta do our part. You know what I mean? We got it. Come on, man. Come on, man. If other presidents were white supremacists that did a better job of uh, hiding it than this motherfucker, we got to get him the fuck out of here, man. Do your homework. Vote for who you want to vote for. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm just saying don't vote for him. <laughs> right. That's a fact. I guess I am telling you to vote gotta for shit. Y'all know, where, y'all know where I'm at with it. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Got to do your homework, man. That's important. Extremely important when it comes to voting. You got to do your homework, man. Just go, don't just go out there and vote. Based on who your parents said you to vote for, or based on like who you've typically voted for, because things have been sh- shaken up, bro, and things have changed. Even if things hadn't changed, you shouldn't just vote how your parents vote and vote yeah. just because. But like I said, things have changed and things have been shaken up, and you really need to pay attention. Like I, I've like it was easy for me the first two go arounds. Like, okay, vote for the black guy, and then the third time was okay. Don't vote for the orange guy. And now, <laughs> now it's like you know what I'm saying. And, and I did homework each time though. Like, yeah. I, I looked into, I was going to vote, like, I'm going to keep it funky. I was going to vote for Obama regardless, but I did look into his policies. 
Yeah. I was never ever gonna vote for 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 the no, orange guy, yeah. and so I had to look into everybody else's policies and, yeah. and decide who I wanted, who I thought was the best out of them. And yeah. out of them, I thought it was Bernie Sanders. But y'all got him at the paint, and we never got a chance to vote for him at all. So, but anyway, man, you got to do your homework. You got to do your homework. Speaking of doing your homework, did you see Dame Dash's KJLH interview? Because this chick, obviously. Didn't do her homework on Dame. Didn't do her homework on Dame Dash? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. So, he's in this interview. I forget the girl's name. I wish, The lady's name. I wish I could find it because she needs to... Tammy Mack. Tammy Mack on KJLH. I forget. I don't know where that radio station is, but y'all can Google it and figure it out for yourself. Um, so, Dame is on the show. <clears throat> in the clip that I seen, you don't see the whole... You don't see the whole interview, just see kind of like where she where she kind of made Dame mad. And he came to like talk business, promote his book, promote uh, his channel. He has a channel that's actually on the Roku channel called uh, Dame Dash Studio. Okay. I've been watching off the 30 day, uh, the free little, free little 30 day. Yeah. I've been thinking I'm going to subscribe after that 30 day. But he got all like, the, he got the, both the state properties, all the Rockefeller movies, like everything that he's ever produced, it's up on there, including everything all the, he owns. Exactly. Including all his new stuff. Dame Dash is a smart man, bro. I mess with Dame. The only thing I never mess with um, was when he was pretty much like clowning millions of people for having a boss. Yeah. I understand like what he was trying to say, but you can't disrespect people who have a boss because not everybody is an entrepreneur. Not everybody gets to be and not everybody should be yeah. an entrepreneur. Like the world just well, wouldn't function well, yeah, that and, way. And everybody, regardless of how you want to frame it, everybody has a boss. Yeah. Everybody has a boss. Even if you're the owner of something, you're subject to law and you're subject to, you know what I'm saying? There's there's parameters in that field. It's not like, I, I get it. Everybody, I, I personally think everybody should be trying, like going for ownership. Mm-hmm. And that might not be what you live off of, but you should own something. You yeah, know what I'm sure. saying? Or whatever. If you can fall back on or generate side revenue or whatever. But I'm with you. Like, shitting on everybody that got a boss. Like, some people, and I found this out, like, just love the, or not even love. They like and or need the routine of going to my nine to five, getting off, knowing what the rest of my day is going to look like. You know, some people rather have that than go through the rigmarole. Like, me and you have entrepreneur spirits, but it's hard at times to be an entrepreneur. And some people, they just just don't got it like that. And that ain't no fault for them. You know what I'm saying? It's just not something they want to be doing. The lows of being an entrepreneur are low. (laughs) They're low as shit. You know what I'm saying? And some people aren't built for that. And that's fun. You know what I'm saying? Some people like the comfort of, I'm going to my 9 to 5. I know how many years I got to work here to get to my retirement. I know what I got. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that other stuff, they like having that mapped out. And that's fine. But what you were saying about Dan Homegirl on the uh, KJHLA. KJLA. Her name is Tammy Mack. T-A-M-M-I. Tammy Mack. Um, but so they're talking They're talking business and all that. And I'm, I'm assuming that based on, like, how, kind of, like, where they bring you in to this clip. And she's, she's like, asking stuff about, she says something about, like, so you said something re- recently in an interview that you and you and uh, your 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 ex-wife, Rachel Roy, or Ray, I always forget which one he's married to, but said that, like, he's got something set up to where his child support, like, because they have kids together, his child support comes out of the business because he owns, like, the the Rachel Roy, Rachel Ray, whichever yeah. one it is, he like he owns it or is like one of the co-owners, yeah. and he's got it set up to where his child support comes out of that business. So every month 
she just cuts herself a check out of the business, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that's where the child support comes from. Which and, is smart. And yeah, and she's not gonna pay you out of my pot, I'll give you a job, I'll help you start a business. Which is it's her business you. as well. They yeah, started but no, together. No, no, they started together, right. but they they worked out obviously a deal. I helped you get this going. He probably put money forward. Right. And he's like, Look, I put money into this so you could do it. Just take the money out of that. Put it aside for the kids, do whatever right. you wanna do. Yeah, it's an understanding. Right. It's an understanding they have. And so she's it's not a loophole, it's an understanding. She, she brought that up and she brought up like stuff about like his kids and his his daughter said, Let me here, let me see. While she was asking the question, I was thinking that. Because, you know, I've been on that black power. This guy. I was thinking it while she was saying it. And then he said it. I was like, thank you, man. at this for a very Love Dame Dash, bro. He's been at this oh for a God. very, very long time. 
the words that he uses, what he's about has not changed. He does not do everything right. And everybody makes faults. But Dame Dash is out here owning everything. And if you're going to come at him sideways, that's what you're going to get Straight every right single time. Straight and right he's right. 100% right. Like, like the thing that, the thing that like, I'll, I'll use us for example. Like, we have a podcast, right? And we care about how many people watch, how many people listen, like, comment, like, just create traffic, whether it's Instagram, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and we, we care about that. But at what cost are you willing to get to where you want to be? And I think that's what Dame Dash, nah, I think that's where Dame Dash is like always split and had a hard line from where like pretty much everybody else in his lane is at. He's unwilling. He's unwilling to compromise some of that stuff. Like he was saying to um, Homegirl, like, you're going to come up here and ask me, like, I'm here, like, and, and for those who don't know, when you go on a podcast, when you go on a radio show, when you go somewhere like that, they give you what they call talking points. And then your representation will give them what they call no points. We are not bringing this up. These are hot button issues that we will not talk about. This is an end all be all. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Dame Dash had looser talking points or whatever. He thought that they would stay on topic. You know what I'm saying? But like, he's right. Like, I know for us, we've always been like, we're going to talk about things that are interesting to us. We're going to, this is going to be like a natural thing, like our regular, our regular conversation that we would have just putting it in podcast form. Right. And we also talked about like when generating content, what we will and will not talk about and lines that we will not cross. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Me personally, I'm not comfortable talking about nobody's personal nothing because I'm not comfortable with nobody talking personally about me unless you're talking to me. And in the privacy or the confines of where, like, my home or the, our small group setting or whatever it is, I wouldn't want nobody out here making my stuff public. And to be honest, Dame Dash handled that well. He handled it better than me because I would have went off on her. I might have walked out. I might not have answered nothing. But in Dame Dash form, in typical Dame Dash form, he educated her, he scolded her, and he set it straight. You know what I'm saying? And what I love about this one, and I don't know if it's because... Because it's a woman, and I'm assuming it's because it's a woman. But when he was on The Breakfast Club, when he was on, even when he sat with Sway, he would get a little loud from time to time. But I appreciated about this one that he didn't swear at her. He he scolded her, but he didn't raise his voice at her. And yeah. all of that would have been justified, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And everything he said to her was right. About, like, bro, like, like, and he alluded to the fact that, like, they spoke about, like, I'm on the way to go and get my daughter's. It's like, bro, like, why would you bring this type of conversation up when you know after I leave her, I'm going to see my kids? Like, you're trying to get me worked up before I go and see my kids? And he well, was you're trying to give them something to bring up to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he what even is said this? to her, he was like, obviously, he knew some stuff about her. He was like, I didn't bring up your divorce and this, that, and the third. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I love homework. He's not going to walk into a room and not have and, done his homework on the people and in not that room. know who he's sitting Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mess with that. That's Dame, what bro. I'm saying. I mess with Dame so like a much, champ. bro. Like a champ. Like a champ, because he could have he could have did that he could have did that in a way to where now he's the bad guy. Yeah, and he didn't. You know what I'm saying? He like, oh, why was Dan disrespecting a black yeah, woman? Exactly. Why was he yelling at? Why exactly. was he cussing at? Nope. He's like, no, I'm, and, I'm upset, and you're gonna see that I'm upset. But check this out. 
I'm gonna put you in your place, and I'm gonna tell you how I feel, but I'm gonna do it res- as respectfully as I possibly can. And like, and this is the thing, like she may not. I feel like that was the way I would have handled that. How do you feel about her question? Do you feel like she was trying to get like catch him up in something or something like that? Like, I feel like it may have started kind of inquisitive, but then she felt like this is a hot button issue. Like she obviously knew about. It. She said we talked about it before you got here. You know what I'm saying? No, I she, think I think she knew that like. I'm going to ask this line of question, depending on how he takes it, I'm going to try to get into this, because that'll be good radio or whatever it is. You know I what think I'm she saying? Was legit- and I don't think that's fair. I think she was legitimately trying to do her job, because that's what that's what a, a lot of content and a lot of platforms are about these days. They don't want to just know about the artist or about the person. They want to know more. But, and so I'm saying all that to say, I think, I, I, I think it was harmless. I don't think she was trying to jam him up. I don't think she was trying to purposely aggravate him. But everything Dame said was right. That was something I feel like she needed to hear. Like, that's something that I feel like he should tell anybody from our culture that he's going to go and sit with. Like, hey, yo, check this out. Let everybody else do that. Let TMZ do that. Let I, the Shade Room ain't like a platform like that. But let let platforms like that do that. When If you got respect for me and I got respect for you because I'm, I'm even sitting with you and I don't have to. So the fact that I'm here... Let's yeah. keep it on business and let's talk about the stuff that I'm here to talk about. Yeah. Like, what What if you had something going on? Would you want everybody yeah. talking about it all and, in the streets? And, like, like you were just saying, like, we get enough of that. We get enough of that. If we're not doing it to ourselves, okay, cool. That's one. That's a few less times that you're going to get killed out here. Or you make it to where we know that these are places that we can go and, and, and go and have just a regular convo. Nobody's going to try to do nothing salacious or, or get no kind of soundbite or clip. You know what I'm saying? Dame Dash is a great interview. You don't have to get him worked up to get great content out of him. You know what I'm saying? And see, for me, I go I go back and forth with it because the reason I like platforms, like The Breakfast Club, and why I like, not even just The Breakfast Club, why I watch interviews is because I want to know more about the person. Like I tell, I tell people whenever Mac Miller comes up, I was a Mac Miller fan of the person. I didn't know very much music, yeah. but I messed with Mac Miller because I saw his interviews, and then I listened to some music, and then I started watching his show. But I got to know him through interviews, yeah. and so I'm kind of torn because I do want to know more about, but I want to know more about like you personally, like you kind of like like your upbringing and why you chose the lane you chose and why you make the music you make and why that song has that concept. I don't need to know everything about your divorce and about your child support and yeah. about your your drug habit or your drinking habit or. You and your wife got into it last night. Like I don't need yeah. to know all of that. But stuff. see, my thing I don't is, even want to know all. But of that's that stuff. the that's the mark of a good interview. They're open, they're honest, and they're transparent. They had a sit down before they got started. That's a radio station. He and, didn't just walk in and start doing. It. And that's why they that's had. Why, she should have said, "Is it okay if I broach this subject?" He would have said no, and then boom, they would have had a great interview. You know what I'm saying? But now you get that. And now, I don't know what happened after that, but she clearly was looking stupid. You know what I'm saying? In that video clip, her face was looking like, well, damn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, damn. Fuck are you doing? That's, you know what I'm that's saying? Why, that's why I like, I've always liked, and now that like I'm going to be doing more like interview type stuff, not interview type stuff, but I'm going to be like interviewing people, I find myself going back and watching a lot of Angie Martinez interviews. Because even before she was on, on Power 105, I mean, her whole career, she was with Hot 97. So I've been going back and watching a lot of Hot 97 interviews. And the reason for that is, number one, she's really good at what she does. And then number two, she's super duper good at asking the right questions, getting the right information, while at the same time 
allowing her guests to be 100% comfortable and without yeah. feeling like they're getting jammed up or they're being interrogated or they got to think about what they're going to say before they say it. Yeah. I mess with Angie Martinez, bro, like amongst other people, but she's one of the people that, that I've been, like I said, because my, my speaking of that, my interview show is dropping, uh, oh, what day did I say? What day did I say? July 5th, the day after the 4th of July. So my first interview is going to be, it's called Link Up with Mike, uh, Link Up with Mike Flick, Michael Flicks. First interview drops with my man, Abe Muhaze, the owner of the San Diego Kings. Uh, I sat down with him, got his interview, um, got his interview, got his story, everything he's doing, everything he got going on right now. But anyway, link up with Michael Flicks, my interview show. First episode drops July 5th. I'm going to start uh, dropping a video snippets for that. But um, I'm saying, I'm not saying all that to say, I'm saying all that to promote, but I, I've been watching a lot of Angie Martinez because like trying to like get, not, not really interview the way she does, but just get really good at keeping people comfortable when they come and sit and talk to me, especially because. I'm going to be sitting with people like I know Abe. Abe and I are friends. We've known each other for a little over a year now. So that was simple. That was nothing. I didn't need no notes. I didn't need no cards. We could just sit and talk yeah. and we got a great interview. But the next, no, the next interview I got is a good friend. But then the one after that, my third interview, if people, like I know one of the girls, like I've seen her in passing, but I don't know them personally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to have them come in and not feel weird, not feel nervous yeah. with three cameras and lights and and this dude that they've never met asking them questions, I want them to feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And so, I've been I'm saying all that I've been watching a lot of Angie Martinez to, to you know to to see exactly how she does that. And I feel like this this girl, this lady, uh, Tammy Mack, she didn't really, I don't think she really cared about Dame being comfortable or Dame like being himself, so to speak. I think she was just like, you know what, I'm gonna ask this question because people want to know, and I'm gonna get this information because people want to know, which. I mean, if it's your job, maybe that's the most important thing. But for me, I want people to feel comfortable around me all the time. No, and there's a way to do everything. There's a there's a way to do everything. There's a way to interview. There's a way to do this. Like I'm saying, if she wanted to catch him off guard with that because it would be good, she thought would be good radio, or he would get riled up and give them something that they could use for promo or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. But if she would have brought that subject to him, he doesn't react that way. If that was something that they talked about. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. There's two reasons he acts that way. Either they talked about it. She, he said no. And she broached that subject anyway. Or he never. they never talked about it. He thought he was coming on here to talk about business, entrepreneurship, and all this other stuff. And now he's getting side, and now he's getting sideswiped with this. Or blindsided by this. You know what I'm saying? There's a way to do everything. There's a, literally a way to do everything. Earlier in the podcast, we were talking about like, Yo, like, there's there's even a right way to do the wrong shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if that's the subject you wanted to bring up, you could have been honest and thorough and been like, hey, we know about your da-da-da-da-da. It's, it's been in the news. It's something that's common knowledge. When we want to talk about that, is that cool? But no, she wanted to catch him off guard, or she figured he would say no. So she just didn't bring it up at all. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, that's that's trash. But shout out Dame Dash for taking care of it the right way, man. Shout out Dame Dash. And I mean, even for us, like, we've had we've had what, two guests on the show? We've had two guests on the pod? Just one, right? No, just one. Just Darius. I, oh, Darius. Darius, Darius I, came like to talk to yeah, boys for a second. Yeah. yeah. But even for us, like, we've even discussed it like how we want to do that. Even though we're just sitting down and having a conversation. And there's certain like we've talked about certain people that Certain things we won't ever broach, you know what I'm saying? Because we're cut from a certain cloth, you know what I mean? Like, 
And like he said, we should be looking out for each other as a black woman doing that to a black man. Like, I want to be fair to everybody. But you know who I'm going to make sure I'm fair and I take care of? Us. Right. Us. People that look like me. People that, that think like me. That feel the same way as me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... <laughs> It's not hard. It's not hard to do the right thing, bro. It's only hard to do the right thing when you got the wrong motives. Ask him about it. If he don't want to talk about it, I guess we can't talk about it. But you didn't want to hear that answer. You didn't want to hear, nah, we can't talk about that because you thought that would be good radio. So you'd rather sideswipe him or blindside him with that. And now, and you got to get put in your place. Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speaking of things getting put in their place, um, everybody's ripping their content from the Netflix, bro. <laughs> Uh, what did I tell you a little while ago? Everybody, Didn't I tell you it was gonna be over for Netflix in a little while? Yeah, everybody, everybody coming with their own streaming service. They see all this money being made. They're like, wait and, a second. And what they've done to us is they've taken cable TV and they've just put it on streaming services. Like how yeah. we used to flip the channels on the cable box is how you're gonna have to have a subscription to all this other stuff now if you want to watch why, really what you want to watch. Which is why I'm personally, I'm personally think I'm gonna be. Like, I think I'm going to be all right through that. I'm not, a, I'm not like, the big Disney dude. Like, I got my ESPN subscription. That's the stuff that I really watch. You know what I'm saying? But, like, like, um, um, oh, I've been watching your show. I've been watching your show. This Is Us? No, not This Is Us. Good, good Girls? Nah, not Good Girls. Um, the Office? T- the Office. I've been watching The Office because Darius has been watching it. Better show than I remember. I understand it more. So I like it more. It's still not. I still don't think it's amazing like that. But it's a good show. But that's coming off of Netflix because that's somebody else's content. And I think what I think is funny is that because of Netflix is the reason why Netflix is going to take a hit. They've made us all binge watchers. Netflix has literally made all of us binge watchers. And because now all of us binge watch everything, everybody's taking all their binge worthy content off of Netflix. And now they're like, yo, you're going to have to come to my shit. you have to come to the Hulu. you got to come to whatever. You know what I'm saying? But there's going to have to be like a Hulu, like a hub that houses everything. Because people are not going to pay for 20 different subscriptions just to watch Disney stuff over and over and over again. That's why I think Hulu is doing it the right way. Because they're put, well, I mean, Disney wants to get everything because they own ESPN. But what like Hulu right now, like with the live sports and everything that they have, like, I think Hulu... I can't say that they're doing it the best because Netflix has the most and they have the better things there. But I think Hulu's going in the right direction with putting like the live sports and everything there. But yeah, I'm tight. I I, I was about to say when I first heard the news about The Office coming off of uh, Netflix at the yeah. end of next year, I was like, no, because that's I mean everybody knows I love The Office. That's my default. What I go to when I don't really have nothing to watch. I was like, yo, what I'm gonna watch? And then I remember before I ever got Netflix. I bought every season of The Office on DVD. Yeah. And ever since I got Netflix... Who's well, watching a DVD? Actually, to keep it For full transparency, sake. I don't have a Netflix subscription. One of the homies does. We have a... In my house, we have a Hulu subscription. And right when we got it, I jumped on Twitter and was like, yo, I got Hulu. Whoever got whoever got Netflix, hit me up. Let's exchange passwords so we can it, have yeah. both. And the homie Joe hit me up. So we, you know, we exchanged passwords. So we yeah. both got Hulu and Netflix. But I was like, but ever since having Netflix, I've been feeling silly because I'm like, yo, do you really I don't know how much money wife and I spent like hitting up Amazon ordering all these uh these seasons of the office. So I've been feeling mad silly because I watch it I watch the office almost every night. Yeah. On Netflix. 
And I have it, like I said, I have every season down there with my DVD collection. But now it's leaving, and I'm going to still be able to watch it. And I don't know where it's going. It's going to the NBC streaming service, and I don't yeah. know if I'll ever subscribe yeah. to that. Yeah. But I'm going to have an office. And like I said, like, I'm just saying all that to say, I have both my favorite shows, The Office and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, on DVD. So I'll be good forever. I don't need nothing <laughs> else. I got, I got pretty much all of my favorite movies. I don't have Black Panther on DVD. That's come out since, you know, recently. Yeah. But pretty much like all my favorite movies, like The Wood, The Temptations, I got The Five Heartbeats, and then I got both my favorite shows on DVD. So yeah. I think I'm going to be good. As long as I got a DVD player, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, to those are obsolete. And I mean, and I, and I, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, every video game system, like, because everybody, every gaming system is a yeah. disc now, you'll be able to play DVDs on your gaming system. So yeah. I think I'm going to be Until good. Until they bro. force us to stream all that. Right. Do I stream a video game? Remember the Sega channel? And you yeah. had to do that, and it changed yeah. every month? It was like, no, bro, I like that game from last month. Yeah, I, I gotta change that, it. I, I, just, I just think it's interesting, like, the the whole, like, and we could talk about this with, like, with some music, seeing what, like, different people are doing, but everybody's trying to figure out, um, everybody's trying to figure out how to make money off of this new wave of what everybody's doing streaming and everything like that it's still not figured out not it's not a perfect science yet Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so everybody's trying these little tricks to to get their bread and this is the newest one everybody's ripping their shit because they thought they thought that okay netflix is gonna pay me for this this is how i'll make my best money and now they're like "No, no 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 give me that back that's mine you know what i'm saying so um We'll see what happens in the future. Like I think that they're gonna have to come to some kind of compromise where they're putting everything everywhere, and like we're getting charged one price, and they divvy that up. That's what I think is ultimately gonna happen. Because I just don't see people like I don't see myself paying for four no, different streaming services. Absolutely not. So I could watch. Like if it came up to me, I'm watching whatever's gonna make sure I got the most basketball games, the NBA basketball games. If I don't have nothing else, I gotta have my NBA. And if I'm not, it's a, it's a little bit of a different scale. But if I'm not mistaken, they something like this happened. Yeah, okay. something like this has happened already. Like, remember when YouTube came in and they tried like the Vimeo thing and the and the Uvo and like they tried all this and then YouTube ended up buying Vimeo and then it was just okay. Yeah, we just everything's back to YouTube. Yeah, I don't know of anybody that was like, oh no, no more YouTube. I guess I'm gonna go watch everything on Vimeo. Yeah, you know no, what no, I'm saying? No, nobody was. There's gonna be. I I think what they're I think what they're going for is it's like okay, you love this is us. I know you don't watch nothing else on NBC, but if you love This Is Us, you got to come here to get it. And that's going to get you to see what else we got here, since you already subscribed. Well, like, um, they were saying this on uh, the Joe Budden podcast. There was, like, the top five things or the top ten things that everybody that's the most watched things on Netflix is worth more than the rest of the Netflix catalog. So they don't even need everything. They don't even need a bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? They need... The big stuff, yeah. Or they'll take like like the mo- like the music game. If I got if I got Chris Brown, Rihanna, and Beyonce on the same label, I don't need anybody else. But if I don't have them, now I want to start building out the rest of that. You know what I'm saying? But I think they're gonna be fine because they're they're not from what I'm reading. It's they okay. have to charge thirty bucks or something like that a month to to stay where like for Netflix to stay where they're at. Wow, and nobody's gonna pay thirty bucks a month. Nobody. I was gonna. I was gonna assume people, it'll be people with money that do that. I was gonna assume that they'd be fine because there's so many people that are already there, and their original content is good. Like the movies and the TV shows that they do are better than the movies and TV shows that Hulu produces. Yeah. And 
like I said, everybody just knows and is used to Netflix. You know what I'm saying? So I think between those between those two factors, I think I think Netflix will be fine. You want to uh, cover this free agency and get a before we leave Netflix. Did you watch Mike Epps' new Netflix special? No, I started it and then I didn't have time to do it. Me and wife ended up going out. Bruh, it's called Only One Mike and Mike. And I barely got obviously. I barely got it started. Yeah. Everybody that knows me well knows I'm a huge comedy fan. Like comedy movies are my favorite type of movies. Uh, I love stand up comedy. I've always loved stand up comedy. I was a dude getting in trouble because you know, I mean our our parents are ministers. I was I was I was the one of us three always getting in trouble because mom would come out of the room and be like, "Hey, turn that!" Off. I was I had Comic <laughs> yeah. View on the T on BET's yeah. Comic View on all the time, Def Comedy Jam, all of that. Like I've always loved comedy, yeah. and so I'm gonna always stay on top of it. Yo, this 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 Mike F special, homie is funny, bro. I've always saying, I've always I've made, always loved Mike. Epps. I've always maintained that he's funnier than everybody. I think the only people that he's not funnier than, in my opinion, are people are not. People that are living. Oh, okay. People that are living. I think the only living comedians, the only living comedians that are funny than funnier than Mike Epps, are Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Nobody else is funnier than Mike okay. Epps, bro. He's way funnier than Kevin Hart. Yeah. He's like I, I like Ali Wong. I like I like Hannibal Burris. I like Ari Spears. I like uh, uh, Lavelle Crawford. Bruce Bruce is an OG. I ain't seen nothing recently, but I like Bruce Bruce. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of people that I like. But yo, and I'm not even sure who's funnier between Chris Rocks and Dave Chappelle. It might be Dave Chappelle, but those two they're like one A, one B, and I don't yeah. know who's A and who's B. But the number two, like right after them, in my opinion, is Mike, Mike Epps. Yeah, and Mike and, Epps, and then Mike Jamie Foxx. Like, and then Jamie Foxx because Mike Epps is like. I always tell people, I, I don't say it's a mixed company, but he's like, he's real nigga funny. Yes. Stuff that's funny to us, like, wifey always gets on me. She was like, if it's not like real or like could actually happen or happen to somebody's life and they're like embellishing on a story, you don't think it's funny. Like, don't just sit up and tell me jokes, bro. I'm not going to lie. Give me a story. Make this about how, you know what I'm saying, with the kids or with the family. Tie this into some real nigga shit for me. Because I think that's hilarious. And Mike Epps is one of the best at that. He's one of the best at that. Bernie Mac was amazing at that. R.I.P. Dave Chappelle is amazing at that. Just giving you like real life scenarios and creating a story around it that's just hilarious. It's not just the joke or the punchline. It's the it's the whole shit. Like the uncle. Or the, like it's, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's like, yeah, Mike Epps is a genius. I can't wait to watch it. I'm, and, mad, I'm and mad I haven't been able to watch it yet. The thing that I love about... I mean, about any comedian is like, you know, not exactly what they're going to talk about, but more or less kind of like topics that they're going to hit. Yeah. And Mike Epps has always talked about like the fact that he was in special ed classes growing mm-hmm. up. And see, at first, like I said, because I've been a, I've been a fan of his like pretty much since I've seen him in Next Friday. I've been watching yeah. the stand up. And he's always talked about like being in special classes. And because he kind of like his 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 kind of his pace with his comedy is kind of kind of like slower the way he speaks like man that that, that damn nigga down there at the, it's a little bit slower yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like when he first started saying he's in special he's class i'm like yeah this nigga wasn't in no special class he's yeah. just talking but he it's been consistent bro yeah and almost every special and i'm like nah bro I, this nigga was really in special <laughs> classes homie. and he talked and he talked it bro he's hilarious man yeah. it, 
you gotta go check it out. It's a uh, Mike, Mike Epps' new uh, comedy special on Netflix. Only one Mike. I'm def- I'm definitely. I'm sure gonna it's gonna it be as soon as you turn on Netflix. It's gonna it's be gonna one be of the little things yeah, that you see right there. Splash pages. Click on it. Watch it. It's hilarious, bro. Like, actually, I want I want to talk to you about it uh, next podcast. Yeah, you, for you sure. Gotta check I'm gonna watch out, it this bro. week. Yeah, do that. Um, you want to get in there? Oh, one, one more. Uh, one. Yeah, we. Yeah, I could do that. But one more. Uh, you know, I usually be just uh, trying to promote. You know, black people. But this is another one that's uh really. Oh, I'm blanking on his name now. Joe. Uh, he's a comedian. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. I watched his new uh stand-up special. That one's really funny too. He always talks about like you know you know being Asian and like having an Asian mom. Again, you you pretty much know like the com the comics that you watch. You pretty much know what they finna come with. But it, it's all if they're good at it, they're good at it, and it's always funny. Joe Coy was funny. I don't know the name of it, but again, it's on Netflix. Go search his name and you'll find it. Joe Coy and Mike Epps. Go check out both of them on Netflix. They gonna have to start paying me. I'll be plugging niggas, man. I be I be really plugging the stuff I like. You should send them the video clips, like shit, like hey, Joe Coy, man, mess with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or invite me to a show or something. Yeah, yeah. Let me send some tickets. Let me send the VIP or something. Yeah, let me get some tickets or something, boy. Uh, speaking of tickets, big ticket free agents. Uh, I mean, we can hit the big ones. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd about this stuff. Mm -hmm. I can talk about this all day, so I'll be quick. Um, Brooklyn made a serious move. Hella KD. Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan with what they got already is a problem, bro. Yes. It's a problem yes. for Philly. Oh. Let's let's definitely point out that KD won't be playing this coming season. Yeah, but I, I mean, they still going to be hella good next yeah. year. Yeah. They made the playoffs with D'Angelo making the all-star team as a reserve. Yeah. Somebody got hurt and he made it. D'Lo was their best player and they made it. Yeah. And they you know what playoffs. I'm saying? Now, so. now they got a bona fide center and they got a bona fide star like Regardless of what you think of Kyrie, you can't say homeboy can't ball. Yeah. That that's a big move. Um, Clay about to take his 195 years for Golden State. We knew that. Big Al Horford, 109 to the 76ers for five for four years. Five years. You said Horford went to the Sixers? He went to the Sixers. The Sixers ain't playing, bro. No, the Sixers is playing because they about to lose Jimmy. But they about to sign and trade though. They about to sign and trade with Miami because Miami can't afford him alone. They are gonna, they are losing him. But what I'm saying is, they're gonna they, get good players though. That's Miami's what I'm got good players. They're like, look, man, we losing Jimmy, but look, we we picking up some dogs still, and we we still going. I, I just don't understand how him and Hor- how Horford and Embiid are gonna play together. I just they're know. paying both of them a lot, and is is um is Ben Simmons gonna re up there? He a clutch sports client. He might end up in L. A. That's a fact. Like. That's a big number. And he can't play LeBron, though. Uh, Tobias came back. I, I believe Tobias came back. Let me check this. Yeah, Tobias Harris, Philly, five years, 180. So that's that's Tobias on a big, Horford on a big, um, and B going to be on a max, and Ben Simmons going to want a max. That's, that's your championship for? I don't want Ben Simmons coming to L.A. Yeah, let him stay in Philly. That's a good four. I got, I got. If Kawhi, if Kawhi comes out west, I got, I got Philly as the best team in the East, bro. I gotta see them with Horford and no Jimmy, because Jimmy was their best player in the playoffs this year. Or maybe Brooklyn. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Jay Z had to do what he had to do for, uh, cause you know, for Rock Nation Sports. But with them making all these moves, I would, I would, I would so love to see the Brooklyn Nets 
being one of the best teams in the league while Jay-Z's affiliated. I mean, he's a Brooklyn native. He owns seats in the gym, yeah. so he's always going to be affiliated. But, I mean, like, him being a, a minority owner, I wish they could, is like... Is he still in that ownership group? I don't nah, think he is. Nah, he, he gave it up so he could do yeah. Rock Nation Sports. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, extremely okay. smart move. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and much more, much more lucrative. Because, yeah, especially because they say he was less than a one percent like yeah. owner. Owner, and they, they actually yeah. asked him about. Uh, it was an interview, not not recently, but you know when he was making his rounds for either uh, Everything Is Love or Four Forty Four. Yeah, they were asking him about that, and he was like, "I mean, yeah, I never said that I own. I never said I was a majority owner for number one. I never said I had a big percentage." He was like, "But my part." Was was being one of the owners, even no matter how small face, it was. One of the faces. Being one of the owners, being one of the face, and he was like, "And bro, when I became when I came on, they were still the New Jersey Nets. They approached me and was like, "Yo, we want you to come on board and help us move the team to Brooklyn." He's like, "Bro, I'm from Brooklyn. I want nothing more than a, a pro team to be in Brooklyn and generating money for the city and for the team to be good." So yeah, I came on board. Whatever little ownership I had, I came on board. I was the face of the team. I got the team to Brooklyn. Hey, yeah. I so, did my part, bro. So so far. No, nah, and I mean, so far in free that's that was the big move in Nets. Um, Tobias Harris, Chris Middleton, we knew was going back. Your boy, this is notable because this is your boy Derrick Rose to the Pistons, two years, fifteen million. Uh, I think that's a good move. The homie at the gym said he's still in money. He was like, man, they paying this nigga to get hurt every year. Nah, <laughs> the, Derrick Rose. If you look at his numbers, his numbers were very, very good last year. Yeah, he just didn't play in enough games. Fifty-one games. But why does he not play in enough games? Injury or DMP? Either one of them ain't good. <laughs> and I think that was homie's point. He's like, if you say, if you saying like, oh, he didn't get enough, he didn't get enough minutes. He's like, why did he not get enough minutes? Yeah, but I mean, he gonna be the starter. Uh, he gonna be the starter for the Pistons now. So I I don't like that fifty-one number, but he was a backup in Minnesota last year. You yeah. know, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a starter, you gotta assume he'll play more games. And Derrick Rose had a good. He averaged almost 19 points a game last year. And he's not he's not as ex- obviously not as explosive as he was when he was winning the MV- when he was the youngest MVP in the league. Yeah. But he's a better player now though. Yeah. Like his shots better, his his decision making is better, his passing is better, his pace yeah. is better. He used to be just 100 miles go, 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 per hour. Go, go, go. Yeah. He's go definitely learned how to play yeah. with not being like that top flight athlete anymore. Yeah. Um which is I mean he's still a good athlete. He's still very very quick and he's still explosive. He's not as as explosive. You know what I'm saying? Like and I don't think he could sustain it as long. When you're young, you can do that shit all day. Mm-hmm. He just can't do it all day like that every day. Maybe that's why that 51 number games played is that. But if they could get that number, like, I think another 20 games, like 25 games, what you would want them to play is a lot. But they confident they could get them to that. They got a good PG coming with Blake Griffin, who they made the playoffs last year. You know what I'm saying? You got to assume they're going to be better. You know what I mean? Um, Probably basketball. I want to talk about that for sure. The one on the bottom? Yeah. Um, well, before we, we ain't got to talk about all the contract signs, let's talk about these two topics because I wanted to talk about uh, Gilbert Arenas' comments about uh, players. So he had Lou Williams on his podcast. Okay. And they were talking about like players in different eras. It's called No Chill, right? His podcast, yeah. No Chill. And um, they were talking about players in different eras. And he was like, you know what? I'm getting sick of these dudes in the 90s and the late 80s acting like they shit don't stink. He was like, for, he was like, for two dudes. Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, both six seven, both two ten, to think that they would just be locking down everybody in this air is ridiculous. He was like, "You guys are little dudes." <laughs> He's like, "None of you could check LeBron. None of you could check. None of you could check Carmelo Anthony. None of you guys could check um, 
Giannis. He was like, these dudes are seven feet tall. Kevin Durant. He was like, these dudes are seven feet tall and will bust your ass. You know what I mean? He was like, Dennis Rodman was playing power forward at six seven. He I was think like, Scotty could check LeBron. Not locking. Nobody could lock him, but I think Scotty could check LeBron. Like I like I. Is Scotty is, is is Kawhi Leonard a way better defender than Scotty was? He's a way better athlete. He's is he a way better defender than Scotty was? He's and he's not same. a way better athlete. He's probably the same. That's what I'm saying. I just and I'm not saying just because you're athletic you can defend the same yeah. way, but Scotty was known for his defense. You know what I'm saying? And this is what I was going to say. I'm not mad at Scotty for feeling like he can lock niggas up, bro. I'm not mad at nobody for feeling anything, but for them to just act like everything was harder in their era, I, I fight against that all the time. Like, I tell these dudes, like, we got to start reevaluating the top 50 and top 100 players of all time. Are you kidding me? Bob Cousy? Pistol Pete? Let's keep it a book. Let's keep it a book. Kyrie Irving is way better than Pistol Pete. And this is what I'm saying. If you're talking about Steph career accomplishment, if you're talking about the players, the best Fifty players ever. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes like I question. I question what Larry Bird would do in this era. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Although I think he would get his numbers or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm willing to be wrong on this stuff, but just to arbitrarily say somebody from come on, fam, Bob Cousy was running around in circles with one hand. He's not getting that shit off against nobody now, and with no crossover. That's what I'm saying. No crossover. That's what I'm saying. Just. Running around dudes with the dribble with the one hand. That's not happening. Get that and peeled. But this is where I think I think that I think that like those top flight dudes, those all time great dudes could play in any era. I think that when you take a step down, it's now to where you go to the guys that aren't the very elite of that era. Well time out. And if I, he's talking about Scotty He's talking about that whole. He's talking about that whole time. Okay, because you brought but up those he, two names. But he, he mentioned those two guys. He's like because those are all time great players. So if we're talking about them, and based on what you just said, they're going to do their thing in any era. I don't think. I don't think Dennis Rodman would have been able to rebound in this era how he did in his era. But he still would have been one of the best rebounders in the league. And Scotty for sure would have been able to lock up still. I just. But I I'm, I, I feel I feel I'm what I feel what Gilbert Arenas is saying. I'm expanding him. his spectrum because I think the top guys could do what they did in any era. I do question what Dennis Rodman would be at six seven running around out here now. He's not a big body, you know what I mean? Like I I, I question it. I think he'd be a very good defender, but I think he'd be a hustle player. You know, he'd be, a, he'd be like, oh no, because Draymond could dribble and pass. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. I question that. But when you take that step down, there's just so many more good players now. Those next guys down. I don't know if they could hack it out here mm-hmm. because the average player in the league is so much better. Like Lonzo Ball was a top 100 player right now, you know, and Lou Williams was on the show with Gil and he was said, he said he has this argument all the time with his boys. And he says, drop LeBron in the seventies. Come on, fam. What are they going to do with him? Dro- drop LeBron in the early eighties. LeBron would have averaged 40 in the seventies. And, and it's like, bro, you could say, oh, they're hand checking and they're hard fouling. You want LeBron to play by those rules? <laughs> That's why I used to always tell people about Carmelo Anthony. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want Carmelo Anthony at 6'8", 230. To handshake you? No, to be able to clothesline you, bro, and not get kicked out of the game. You don't want these no, dudes. No, no. You don't that, want Joel Embiid playing by those rules. You don't want Dwight Howard playing by those well, rules. Well, that that I agree with. I'm talking that's that's different because yeah. that's not even basketball. But hand checking you on the perimeter, yeah. that is still basketball. Yeah. You do that in pickup games, bro. You do that in any game where a ref isn't there. Yeah. That is still basketball. And so 
I agree with that argument. Like, you drop LeBron in, in an era where they can still hand check and let LeBron with all his as big and as wide and as athletic yeah. as he is, he could put his farm on you and hand check and not let you do nothing. LeBron would have been the best defender of all time if he played in a well, league where you could hand check. Well, and I say this, I say this to all that too, or maybe Pat Bev. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, and I say, I say that to this, to uh, this too, Clay Thompson. You want, you want to hand check LeBron? You're gonna force him to go through you. You're gonna go ahead and hand check him. You're gonna force him to go through you. You don't want to do that. You don't want to play that game either. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just that's and why, keep that's in mind saying, and keep in mind that LeBron's gonna down. hand LeBron's gonna close yeah. mind you and handshake yeah. you too. But that's that, what and I'm that's and that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I, and that's why I say LeBron, Steph Curry, these dudes. I don't have no doubts that they'll be able to play their game in any era. They're just that good, man. Mm-hmm. But those next guys down, I think is where guys like Gilbert Arenas and other people they have a point. Those dudes aren't going to necessarily be able just to get it how they got it back then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's faster. Everybody jumps higher. Modern medicine is different. You know what I'm saying? Dudes are starting to play longer. The skill level is out the roof now. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a lot of dudes, and I agree with that. I mean, we I agree 100% with those next guys down. Like, Scotty and those dudes, they're going to be able to do what they do, even though I think some of them, it will be a little bit less. It'll be a little bit less, mm-hmm. but, but, um, I don't, I don't think like, I mean, let's think of a, let's think of a second tier dude. Like you think, I mean, look, I've, I've given you this example before when we talked about errors, like drop, drop Robert Ory, drop Robert Ory in the seventies. They would have thought homeboy was a superhero. Yeah. They would have thought, you know what I'm saying? Like. Wait, he could shoot the three, he could dribble, and he got bounced. Like, people forget how athletic he was when he was in Houston. He used to dunk on niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that would have been a problem for dudes. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, like, it's hard to grade dudes by, it's hard to look at dudes and, and compare them by era. But you do have to look at the overall skill of the all-around basketball player now. Like, even look at it at high school. Like, even though I don't think a lot of those kids are, like, the smarter as smart of basketball players, maybe as some of us were in high school, they're definitely more skilled. 100%. And to think that the average dude that was like on our bench in high school would make the varsity team on some of these teams now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at high school games now, and I'm looking at some of the kids in warm-ups, I'm like, oh, he could kind of get it. And then homeboy don't play. Because he's showing off the handle while he's going. Maybe that's all he could do. But I know that... When we were in layup lines and we were doing our thing, it wasn't everybody on the team had to <laughs> had to move. It wasn't like that. It was, it was three or four dudes a team. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? They had it like that. They had the ball on the string or had the J like that. You know what I'm saying? You was really putting together pieces. Now all these dudes got a bunch of skills. They might not be able to. They might not be a gamer. They might not be able to get it done on game day. They might not be able to guard somebody. But everybody's got the little <laughs> little wobble to their game now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the overall skill set is different. Like. The overall skill set is, is a lot different. Like we, go, this is a good segue. It, like Igudala, what if you dropped him twenty years? Let's go backwards twenty years. Drop Igudala there in his prime, in his physical prime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's a problem, bro. <laughs> that's a problem. That's a huge problem. A huge problem for whoever. Like and um, Gilbert Arenas gave this example. He said Grant Hill was supposed to be the next Jordan. He was. Torching Scottie Pippen's ass because it was a different kind of athlete. It was a different kind of dude. It was a it was a different kind of dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, because he was quick. He was nasty with the ball. He had bounces you, and he was as big as you, and he weighed more than you. 
So he was a pro, and he was, and, and Gil broke this down on his Instagram page, and he was showing, he was showing like different clips of Rodman trying to check him on the perimeter, Scotty trying to check him on the perimeter, and a couple times MJ trying to hold him on the perimeter. Same thing with Penny Hardaway. And they couldn't stay in front of him because this was a different kind of guy. And he was like, had Grant Hill not got hurt, he would have been the change in the NBA. That everybody was like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, think he would have been the change. I think he he just would have been the next guy. LeBron was the change. Like KG, Rasheed Wallace, they were the change for the big guys, but LeBron was like that perimeter change. I think he was that wing change because I mean I think that's a wing change. Yeah, I think I think that Kobe was a change. Like Kobe was a, Kobe was a smooth athlete that like we had never seen nothing close to Jordan. There was a lot of guys that were supposed to be the next Jordan. That's why I say not the change because he was just Jordan remix. Like it wasn't a, a big change. But Jordan was so far ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like athletically. Kobe wasn't what he was athletically. What I mean by like that combination of size, speed, skills, like it was like even when Kobe came around, there wasn't a bunch of dudes that had that. Like dribble shooting and passing dudes could do. But really the footwork on the block, shot making and doing all of that, like And his footwork and all that didn't develop until later. I nah, I think like I said, I think LeBron was the change. I think Kobe was just like I think Kobe, and this is kind of, I guess, blasphemous, but Kobe was more like, like I say, like the MJ remix, almost MJ 2.0, because he could legit after he evolved a little bit, he could legitimately knock down the jumper, and that wasn't always the case with Jordan. Like I said, I think LeBron, I think LeBron was the change, like a big guy, dude, six eight with all that weight on him that could move like that, that could dribble like that, and you for sure will dunk on you, like that. Like when Kobe came into the league, the two guard was the premier guy. Like yeah. the, the two guard was the guy, and he was yeah. just, I don't want to say it's, again, blasphemous to say Kobe was another two. When he came in the league, he was another two. He was out of high school, and you knew there was, uh, his ceiling was super duper high. He dunking on Ben Simmons in, some, in summer league games and ben all Wallace. that stuff, but Ben, ben Wallace yeah. in summer league games and stuff like that. But I don't think he was like the change or like this this reinvention to the wheel or like this this basketball no, player, this, this athlete that we you. hadn't seen before. I feel you. I was turns on like I was thinking of Kobe and his prime, like what he could do, like because once Kobe started getting on the block, yeah, it was like not not on the block on the mid post. It was like okay, this is this is tough to guard. He's he does he's not getting the ball and working his way to the basket. He's getting on the spot and now we're in trouble as soon as he catches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was his skill set that made him a problem. Where you're talking about LeBron's physical size with his skill set was like uh, okay, what are we gonna do now? See, bro, I love I, I love thinking about and talking to people about how far the NBA has come and, like, the skill and the player development and even the medicine. I don't really talk much about the medicine, but I just thought about that right now. Like, think about how, like, I brought up KG and Rasheed Wallace, but think about how crazy it was for them to be doing what they were doing at their side. No, I feel that. Yeah. I t- and now, everybody, like, bro, if you can't, Shoot a jump shot, you're 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 oh. unless you're DeAndre Jordan or JaVel McGee, if you can't shoot a jump shot, That's a and, and it's I was a just problem. watching Rico Hines talk about that, and I was just gonna bring it up. He was like, bro, like straight, and and I love that he put it like that because like a lot of he you don't he literally say y'all motherfuckers big, I get it, but <laughs> like the bro, rest of y'all, he was bro. I love it because a lot of times when when you see his videos and he's talking, it's real quick, and he's like, yo, make sure you're working on your craft when you come in here, get better. You know what I'm saying? Come in here, play the right way, or, or leave and don't come back. That's like his little catchphrase, like leave and don't ever come back. But I had never, maybe because I don't follow him enough or watch him enough, but I had never seen I'm him. All over that shit. I had never seen one where he was like, hey, yo, check this out. 
straight like that. Yeah. And I hadn't. I mean, you know, it's a fact, but it it just reminded me of when when and I, I ain't go say his name because all history is. But our our high school coach he told us the exact same thing. He's like, y'all got to learn how to shoot, bro. And he was a dude who played at Texas Tech, who played professional basketball because he had a wet ball. He had a complete game, but he played because he had a wet ball. You know what I'm saying? He would tell us all the time, like, yo, y'all got to learn how to shoot. And he would be like so frustrated. And then we played against Westview that had three guys that who could really legitimately shoot. could knock it down every like, time they could shoot caught. it like our best player. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> yeah. Could shoot it like our best player. That's funny. Me and the dog. Me and the dog was just and that, talking and I'll never forget when he was like, and when I watched the Rico Hines interview, it made me think about when Coach was like, "Do y'all not understand how important it is to be able to knock down a freaking jump shot? Yeah. Do you understand how important it is? And just turn around and walked out because yeah. that was a team we had a better team than them. Yeah, but they just had three guys that wasn't finna miss. Yeah. And what and what do you do when I could I could always call a play to get a three. I could always call a play to get somebody open to shoot it. And you got to guard them. Just, I mean, yeah, man. It's just the game has evolved to a level. And it's and it's just funny. It's funny because you see some dudes being, like, phased out right now. Like, not right now. Dudes have been getting phased out of the league. They couldn't shoot for a while now. For a while. But now it's coming down to you're seeing a dude like Boogie Cousins in playoff games shooting multiple threes. Not like, oh, you need to be able to shoot one. He's trying to get that shot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like a guy like JaVel McGee, who I'm watching his workout, and he's pulling and he's doing a shooting workout. Gotta gotta make 400 threes before I get out of here today. You know what I'm saying? And that's a doable number for him because he's working on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the game has evolved. I, I'm not always like I'm not always thrilled with how many threes people are taking, but I understand the the math and everything about it. Like I'm a coach. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's not like my team shoots the lights out, but most of my players are to get threes. Because if I get you to chase us out to the three-point line, it's easier for me to get a layup. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the math on the game, like, for for a three, for a deep two, and then you take a step back and you get, a, like, the distance on, on in the math, just how much more three is than, than two, just, just to make sense of the court. You know what I mean? Like, it's a math equation. And everybody's crunching the numbers and doing math now. That's why you see a team like Houston is able to thrive because they're just pulling a ton of threes. I mean, you're going to make some. And now I'm counting by three as opposed to two or one. Before we leave basketball, we got to talk about uh, Andre Iguodala's Mark Jackson comments mm-hmm. on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. So he's up at The Breakfast Club promoting his, I forget the name of his book, but I always say I'm going to put stuff in the story and I mess around and don't. But... uh. Anyway, I'm going to make sure I do this with this one. He's a black man. He put a book out. Got to support it. Um, but he's up at the Breakfast Club promoting his uh, his new book. And he's talking about just all the stuff, like his life, his his journey through the NBA. And he's talking about like his team and what he feels like. They like they ask him, like, oh, do you think the Warriors are anything to blame for KD's injury? And they're just talking about various things. And then they ask him about his former coach. And a uh, uh, basketball analyst, Mark Jackson, who obviously played for the Knicks and the Pacers, had a great career, played Reggie Miller with the Pacers, played with the Knicks. Uh, everybody knows who Mark If you're a basketball fan, everybody. And doesn't get the credit for what he did with the Warriors. And, uh, right. But I was about to say, if you don't, like everybody who knows basketball knows who Mark Jackson is. But like bro said, definitely did not get all the credit he was supposed to get for, uh, for what he did with the Warriors. But while Andre Iguodala was on the Breakfast Club, pardon me. They asked him, they asked him, do you think Mark Jackson has been blackballed? 
And he was like, me, yeah, I do think that. Absolutely. And for me, it wasn't a surprise because I know I have felt like that for a long time. And I'm sure most people who who follow NBA basketball and who have done a little bit of digging on that topic would know that he was blackballed. Yeah. And see, I didn't know the stuff like I didn't know the stuff about Mark Jackson, you know, on Wednesdays, like recording himself, like like live streaming him preaching like to his, to his congregation. And, and I didn't know about that part. But I did know the part about like I hadn't heard anything about well, him. Well, in fairness, Mark Jackson cleared that up. He called oh, okay. he called Shannon Sharp. Okay. He called Shannon Sharp and Shannon Sharp brought it to the news on his show undisputed with him and Skip Bayless. Uh-huh. He said he said, I never, ever had service on a team facility. I never ever talked about my beliefs about gay marriage or anything like that. I never brought any of that to the workplace. Andre, he was like, people do a lot of assuming because they know my faith. And Andre's assuming. He's assuming. Right or wrong, he's assuming. I never did any of that. I never pushed church or anything like that on people. Like, And Iguodala said that in the interview. He was like, it was, a, it was a team full of believers. It was easy to get us to go to church. You know what I'm saying? So we would go to church together. But, not, but Mark Jackson, he made it clear. Like Shannon Sharp was like, no, before we get into this topic, he called me last night. No, that it didn't. He's understanding it didn't go down like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as you were saying, that's good to know. But yeah, so so yeah, because like, that's wrong no matter what. Steph, like you can't push you can't push your beliefs nowhere right. at your workplace. Big Bro is bringing that up because in the inter- like I said in the interview, Andre said that like on like Tuesdays or Wednesday nights when like nobody was there, um, Mark would like set up his phone and like do a sermon from the team facility and live stream it to his congregation. And he was saying all this stuff about like, you know, like his faith and all that. Like, I mean, obviously, I, I feel like I should say obviously, but obviously, if you know like anything about the Christian faith, you know, like, you know, like Christians are don't don't get down with the whole like homosexual lifestyle and all of that. Um, and the owner, if I'm not mistaken, the majority owner of the Warriors is a gay man. So you got your boss who's a gay man and then you a Christian pastor and you obviously don't agree with that. And so that was something that I thought was for sure a reason as to why he wasn't, yeah. you know, a part of the team and also in the NBA anymore because that ownership group is a is a they compete against each other, but that's a powerhouse and they're I don't want to say tight knit, but when they decide to get on the same accord, they're on the same accord and a lot of powerful things can be done. Yeah. And so if they all come together and be like, hey, yo, this this Mark Jackson guy, he doesn't coach in our league anymore. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And I fully, I fully agree that that's something that's been happening because he did a great job with the Warriors. And for him to do that good of a job with the Warriors and to not ever have a job after that, yeah. I haven't even heard about him like going on any interviews or anything yeah. like that. I think it's funny. I think it's funny too. I want um, without harder evidence than a player saying this is my opinion. I, I don't want to use the term blackball. I think it was a bad look on him that uh, that Steve Kerr got so much more out of Steph and Clay than he did. He said it early. This was going to be the best backcourt ever. And so far, he's, they're trending towards that. You know what I'm saying? He put all of that stuff in motion. But getting that ball hopping, moving that ball around. Real quick. They're trending towards it. Who's the best backcourt of all time? I mean, Michael and Scotty's up there. Scotty played the three though, so that's not a backcourt. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I'd have to I'd have to think about it, but I mean their careers aren't over pretty much is what I'm saying. 
Okay. Their careers aren't over. Like, you, you know what I mean? That's that's what I mean. Okay. But um, I, I think the biggest indictment on Mark Jackson was, it, this was a known, these are known facts. He rubs people the wrong way. He wants total control and he doesn't like being questioned. Whether it's by the GM, whether it's by anybody. He doesn't like that shit. So he rubs people the wrong way. Um, Two, people do, and right or wrong, no matter how you feel about this, this is something that people carry. When people hire you, they are hiring that person and what everybody knows about that person. And maybe you being such a devout Christian in public is, is hurting you in the workplace. Whether that's fair or unfair, what people think, people think about that stuff because they have to think about the perception, who they're hiring, where they're hiring them, whatever quick, it is. Would you, t- would you turn down... Shout out to the family room. Would you turn down... Would you tone down your messaging and your beliefs if you felt like it was jamming you up at work? I, I, got, a, I got a different belief system. I don't believe that you should be doing all that at work. People believe whatever they believe at work, okay. and the workplace ain't for us to be mixing because that could create a bad work relationship. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I what if I come to work and I'm a devout Christian and you're an atheist? Mm-hmm. Now we get into an argument at work, and now we got to talk to each other about some work shit. We feel a certain way about each other now. You know what I mean? Like, and. So me personally, I wouldn't be broadcasting it. You can have your beliefs and everybody can know that you're a devout Christian. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows when mom goes to work that she's a Christian. She's not throwing her religion around. That's why they say you're supposed to leave religion and politics out of the workplace altogether. Yeah. I mean, and that's why that's a rule in, mo- in most workplaces. But the between, between people having to think perception-wise, like think about this. The Golden State, they're moving to San Francisco. Yeah. We know what San Francisco is. Yeah. <laughs> you know like what I'm the saying? the homosexual capital of the United States. You know what I'm saying? And for them to know that, and now this is going to be our coach moving forward, it, even if the San Francisco thing was just an idea at the time, they got to start preparing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The other people do that after he's broadcasted his, the other people hire him after he's broadcasted his face so much. Maybe they do, maybe they don't like it. But they got to think about how that's going to play to their fan base. They still got to sell tickets. And... Bro, look at this coach. Look at how much Steve Kerr got out of him, bro. Out of these guys. Yeah. Even before KD showed up. Yeah. They were a good team on the rise. They became one of the best teams of ever. all time. Yeah. And, under that, Steve and, and Kerr. that's that's one thing. I that's was an indictment of on him. When I was watching like first take or undisputed, I forget which one, but or whatever I was watching, however it came up. But that's one thing I was thinking. I was like, uh, he's always gonna look away because. The new coach came in and took them to a different level. So regardless of what you want to say about why he wasn't there, it obviously was the right choice. Yeah. Now, see, what I'm saying is another team not even he never even got something. another chance. So okay. for me, that says something. Yeah. But I don't want to jump the black ball. You know what I mean? Like, like, what else could it be? Is he a better coach than Mike D'Antoni? What I'm saying, okay. When we had the conversation about about Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson, you talking about guys who had never done the job, so maybe you don't even know if they could do it or this, that, and the third. There's been guys, Fizdale, there's been other guys in the league that who come from assistant and be elevated to a head coach, whether it's with the same team or with a different team. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't had that experience before. So you don't know, quote-unquote, just getting back to what you said, you don't know, quote-unquote, if they can do the job. Here's a guy who you know can do the job because he had the Warriors and they were playing well. Granted, they weren't the championship Warriors they are now, but they were a good Warriors team. So you know he can do the job. And he wasn't even given an interview 
but you're going to go and interview this guy who's never done the job before. To me, that says blackball. The same way well, while Colin Kaepernick's not getting a job, but you're picking up all these kids out of college and giving all these backup quarterbacks a chance to be starters now, that says blackball when this guy's been to the Super Bowl and has been a starting quarterback for I all think, these years. I think that's a lot different than the Kaepernick situation. Mm. Because this, mm. because this is the situation with coaching. Okay, it's like educate me. Is everybody's looking at their squad and saying, "Is this the right coach for us?" And a lot of people will look at whether you think it's right or wrong. People will look at it and go, "Well, shit, he has Stephen Clay and Draymond. We ain't got that. I don't know how good a coach he gonna be. Ah. Not for us where we're at. You know what I'm saying? He developed those teams." Well, so he had those guys and he brought them along. But people are saying, like, look at how good these fucking guys are. Anybody could coach them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that that might be one thing. And I'm saying a lot of shit gets thrown into it. Now you got our market. Now you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll put it like this. Utah is never going to have a black coach. They're just not. Yeah. So that's one team Mark Jackson will never get an interview for. But for everything that's went on around him, whether it's blackballed or whatever it is, Golden State taking off after he left, him, his faith or whatever it is, yada, yada, yada. And this is Utah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Utah, bro. Players don't, black players don't come play here because we got certain issues that were going on over here. And y'all can say whatever y'all want. If anybody in Utah is hearing this, like, there's a reason why black dudes don't sign there. And there's a reason why NBA players, majority of them black, don't like playing in that place. They're like, the certain shit gets said to them. And y'all can be as mad as y'all want. You know what I'm saying? Boston and Utah get mad because they feel like people are like, we're not more racist than the rest of the country. Yeah, yeah, you might be because your shows. Mm-hmm. Or y'all more comfortable showing it. Right. Well, you might you might be the same kind of racist, but you're comfortable showing your colors, homie. That shit doesn't happen in L.A. Because the black person sitting next to him in L.A. is going to slap the shit out of that nigga Facts. for saying that shit to a black player during the game. And Utah, that's not going to happen. And they know it. So when homeboy gets at, you know what I'm saying? When homeboy gets at Russell Westbrook during a game, he feels like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. We in Utah, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, like, a lot of shit, a lot of shit goes into like hiring a coach, perception is a part of it, and all of that. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, if we had any hard fact that was like people were like with Colin Kaepernick, it got to a point to where it was clear he was not gonna get a job. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Mark Jackson even wanna be coached. You know what I'm saying? We assume that he wanted to be coaching because he at one point he was coaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he does have a congregation that an NBA job will take him away from. You know what I'm saying? Like he does have to do certain things to make sure that he can still do his job, which he feels like is his first job as a pastor and a leader. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I don't know all the details. Like if Mark Jackson was out here trying to get NBA jobs and wasn't and it was no knowledge and wasn't nobody even giving him a crack. Like I'll be looking at certain markets like Orlando. Y'all need to be trying to find a good coach. He's coached some good players before. You might want to see what he's got. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But without that, I feel I feel weird saying blackball. You know what I mean? Like and like Shannon Sharp said, it ain't blackball. It's whiteball. Yeah. Blackball. They just <laughs> he was that blackball is like. They just like black ball is like they just stop you from getting a job. White white ball is like they stopping your money. They stopping you anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's I I, I don't feel comfortable broaching that. Like Iguodala said, that's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because he's obviously in NBA circles. He's got more knowledge than us. Well, that's my opinion too. Because I have no, I, I'll never have a problem voicing my opinion. 
ever, especially on my own podcast. Like, nah, like, I feel like homie has been blackballed. It's, it's being blackballed. Has been? I don't know which one it is. Anyway, that's all the topics. Let's end with um the question that you put, that you wanted to talk about. When dating, do you hold someone's past against them? Mm-hmm. What made you want to talk about that for starters? Um, just talking to one of the homies this week, and he he was um he was having trouble in his relationship. Not at the, him and his significant other were like apart for a significant amount of time. Like they weren't together anymore. But there's a kid involved, so they talk, and they and they have to co-parent. You know what I mean? So he started seeing somebody. He was talking to her or whatever, but. He said he never really truly felt happy. You know what I'm saying? And as and as um like ever or with this with this new chick with this like with this with this new chick. He said he was having a great time with her and everything, but he wasn't like truly happy. And he said when he was truly happy, he said I I learned this during the time where I was talking to her. But he said I'm at my happiest when I'm with my baby mom. And I'm with my girls. I want to do whatever my happiness is going to be. Getting my family right. Getting me and my getting me and my baby mother back on the same page. So he want to get back with baby mom. Yeah, he wants to like get his family back. He said, like, wow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he had to tell homegirl, like, hey, like, I know we've been talking, but I'm gonna try to make things work over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna go back over here and try to make things work. And so, like, time out, time out, time out. How long has he been talking to this new girl? Couple weeks. Okay, a couple weeks, maybe a month, maybe yeah, a month. I'm, I'm very aware. Okay, now let's go. Yeah. Okay, and it just made me think, like, because it made me think, because I know both people involved. I know, I, I know all three people involved. I know his baby mom. I know his kids. I know him, and I know the girl that he was talking to. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying, or whatever. And um, he was telling me he was like, she like beat me up about it. You know what I'm saying, like all this other stuff, all this other stuff. Um. Like, I felt like he was lying to me and all this other stuff. So, like, when somebody explains, and, and both of them are very thorough about their past and all this other stuff. And it just made me think, like, when somebody has, a, when there's kids involved, and if you're talking to somebody, like, I've never talked to somebody with kids. But I would think that if you're talking to somebody with kids, the be- the thought in your mind would be, as some like, I'm not going to be surprised if homegirl wants to make it right with her baby daddy. That's not going to surprise me. I shouldn't be thrown for a loop. This is the father of her child. If she wants to try to make that work, and not like I'm thinking it's coming, right? Not that I'm waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. But if this does come up, I'm going to be like, uh, okay, what you want me to You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I might be mad. I might be hurt or oh, whatever okay, it is. Okay. I'm but, I'm not, okay. but I'm not going to be like, that's not a wild loop. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm not happy here for some BS reason because they were going to want to go out here and do their thing. It's not that. So time so, out. So this is this is how the question okay, came up. Okay, okay. I was like, so I, I'm thinking. Time out. I gotta ask. So if you've been talking, you you knowingly know this girl has kids. You've been talking to her for a month, a little over a month, and all of a sudden she says, "Hey, I want to go make things work with my baby mom." You just you just like, oh well, okay, well, never no. mind to what we was doing. You just cool with it. I'm not I'm not disagreeing, but I'm saying you just cool with that. No, no that, and that's what I mean. Like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be surprised with it. I might not be cool with it. I might be like, well, damn, I thought we was getting somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, what was going on with us? Were you ever really here? Was what I would be thinking. Mm-hmm. But how can I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can I get upset at that person? And how can I hold that again? At least they're being upfront with me. Right. But this is how, but this is how the question came up because, like, 
when you talk to somebody, you obviously get to the point where you start explaining your past. You know what I'm saying? And I know for some women, they're like, I know for some men or women or whoever it is, they're like, kids are no, no. I'm not messing with somebody with kids because of that reason. Because they're always going to have somebody else. Because this is a child. And that child needs both of their parents. You know what I'm saying? So they're always going to have that. So do you hold like somebody, for whatever reason, not just kids or whatever it is, do you hold somebody's past against them? You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, I never have. The way I've always looked at it, like, we all got a past. I may not like your past, but I got to decide, do I want to keep going? And if I do, I can't hold that against you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. That's just how I think. But I, I don't I don't think that it's um I don't think that you should. But I wanted to, I wanted to bring that question up to you because I can't I can't think of a I can't think of a time where somebody's told me something about their past and even even if I was surprised by it where I held it against them or I thought anything differently of them. I can't think of a time. Nah, you, you, it's 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 not fair to hold someone's past against them. It's just not fair. Like we all got a past. We we all have a past. Now, wanting to know it is one hundred percent understandable, but to hold it against them, that's just not fair. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. In the, in the amount of time that they've been talking to, you know what I'm saying? It's not if it was if it was longer. If you guys have been together like four, five, six months, and now you're like. Okay, so you told me your background about your girl, and you're trying to go back to that. Mm-hmm. So what have you been doing right here? Have you been seeing her when, since we've been talking? You know what I'm saying? Like, a month, a month and a half is a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, and I don't think my homeboy is right. I don't think my homeboy is right for bringing somebody along and not having made that decision where he wanted to be. And I told him that. I told him, you owe it to her. You owe it to yourself. And you owe it to your family to get this right. If you're not going to be with her, you have to not be with her. But y'all got to find a way to co-parent. Because so, you're going to go pursue this. But you shouldn't be a foot in, a foot out on each. But to be clear, he wants to like be in a relationship with his daughter's mother. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. And because, because I asked him, wow. I asked him, are you doing this because you want your family together? Or are you doing this because this is what makes you happy? He said, I learned through this experience that I'm at my happiest when I have my girls, his two daughters, and I'm with her. He's like, all of our problems, everything that we have, I want to make it right because I truly love her. And he's figured that out. And he's always been a wishy-washy motherfucker. And he he's always been a wishy-washy. He haven't been with this girl for like three years, right? No, they haven't been. Okay, they haven't been together for a minute. Well, no, they haven't been living together for a minute, but they were together for a certain amount of time, even when they weren't living together. That's what I mean, like living together, like oh yeah, like, they've been they've like been acting uh, like they're a couple. That's been like three years now, right? It's, and I, I'll say two. Okay, I'll say two. Okay, I'll say two. Really? But but yeah, but he's always Baron but, is three. Yeah, yeah. So about two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they but they, they but they've been co-parent. You know what I'm saying? He had a daughter outside of that relationship. Then they had a daughter. You know what I'm saying? And then. When when their child was first born, and their child is two now, almost three, um, they were together. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying about two years. Um, how, his oldest daughter is how old? His oldest his oldest daughter is six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's so six. the younger one is three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I I just like, and it just made me think. Like, 
Because she was really upset. The girl he was talking to was really upset. Understandably. Yeah. But to but to hold in the like and to be like he was lying, leading me on. I can understand how you feel like that, but you knew about this. I don't think that should be a surprise. Maybe it's a surprise because of what he told you. Maybe you thought it was so bad that he would never go back to that. But you guys have been talking for months. You know what I'm saying? It is under like if you talk to somebody, you might be talking to somebody for a month and just not be feeling them and not talk about it no more. And not, and not really hit them up or pursue that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So what did he say to this girl that he's talking to? Like he, he told her like straight up like, hey, yo, check this out. I'm trying to get back with my, with my baby mom. Well, he initially he told her he told her his situation. Okay. Me and me and my me and my baby mama haven't been cool in a minute. We haven't been together for a minute, and I'm just now getting back out here like meeting people. And he hit it off with this girl quickly. You know what I'm saying? So when he told her, hey, like, I'm going to be taking a step back from this, he told her, like, yo, like, I want to get my family together, which I don't, which I don't, I told him, I was like, I don't think that was any of her business. You could have told her that, hey, like, this isn't working out for whatever reason to me. I don't think that you always got to give everybody the exact reason why. I don't want to do this anymore. I agree. And I'm not doing you wrong. I'm letting you know, but I'm taking a step back. Right. And for me, it's like, this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but you don't burn that bridge. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say you like, let's say in a, in, let's say in a, a couple months from now, you're like, I couldn't make it work with baby moms. I want to talk to her again. Right. She's gonna be like, so you just coming back to me because shit face, didn't work out. Get on my face, nigga. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that. But I just, I felt for my, I felt happy for my homie because he knows what he wants. But. But I felt like he he may have went about that the wrong way. You open yourself up to scrutiny. Yeah. When I you did when you didn't necessarily need to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was a lot of information. You yeah, know what because, I'm saying? Yeah, because if he would have if he would have just told her like, yeah, yeah, this this isn't really working out for me right now, or this isn't what I want right now. I think I'm gonna just chill by myself. Somebody can understand that. That'd be understandable. When you, you told somebody like, your situation and then you're like, I'm going back to that, they're like, so what the fuck have we been doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, and that's that's the, that's the why I wanted to bring that question. That up. is hilarious. Yeah. And I will tell you exactly why that's hilarious after we're done recording. <laughs> 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 Says off camera talk. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I don't want to offend my political connects, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny though. Uh, but, man, I think I think we get. Oh, was you about to say something? No, I was gonna say on that note. <laughs> on that note, I think that's a good place to leave it, man. Uh, Family Room Podcast episode eighteen. Uh, we hopefully for episode twenty we have the wives on. We still got to. Uh, well, I was thinking the wives or having the homies on. Okay, because yeah, it seemed like it seemed like. Seems yeah. like Bird is still a, a few yeah. a few ways off from being on yeah. the pot. Yeah. So yeah, we just I guess, I guess at that point we just got to figure out which uh, which of the homies we want to have on. I know Je- Jesse's not interested. Door might be. Isaac's done it before. I know Kevin's not interested. Um, so yeah, but anyway, even if we don't do nothing for the twentieth, we gonna the twentieth is, is gonna be a big deal for me anyway. Cause I'm for both of us. We've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and to get to twenty episodes would be dope. But anyway. Consistency. I guess if we was on a team, our coach would be like, "Y'all looking too far ahead. Let's think about the next podcast. Yeah, yeah let's think about so the next game. So let's fo- let's let's focus on uh, nineteen episode nineteen, and then and then we'll get to twenty. But Family Room Podcast episode eighteen. I'm Mike Rohn. Stephon Rohn. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate y'all. Uh, subscribe to however however you listen to us, or you know, whatever platform you listen to. Subscribe to us. 
Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, please, Family Room Podcast. And when you're uh, listening, shout us out, post it on your gram, add us, we'll get back to you. Right. We appreciate the love. Reshare us in your story when you are listening. Hit the share button in whatever app you're listening through. Share it in your story. If you like our videos on Instagram, reshare that in your story. Even if you don't reshare, just hit us up and let us know that you saw the video or that you listened to the pod. We appreciate and it's always motivation for us that we're gonna keep going just because we love to do it. But any any positive feedback we get is is always motivation for us to keep pushing forward, man. So y'all keep messing with us and keep, like I said, keep telling us what we're doing wrong and also keep telling us what we're doing right. We got that uh after 45 minutes of frustration, we got that that echo up out of uh that was on last last <laughs> podcast. So whatever y'all say, if it ain't too crazy, we're gonna try to listen to y'all and try to oblige to what y'all like because this is for y'all. This is breaking news. Right. So so Hold on. this is breaking news. Okay. Golden State, Brooklyn agree to sign and trade sending D'Angelo Russell to the Warriors, four years, $117 million. Pat Bev, let's go, baby. We need you on the Lakers. Damn. I want to do Family Room Podcast, <laughs> episode 18. Thanks for listening, man. We got some more basketball updates next episode, man. But thanks for listening, man. Check us out next time. Holla. Holla.